0: If you're a fan of What Makes a Killer, then we think you'll love Killers, Colts, and Queens. From Audio Boom Studios, it's a brand new podcast from RuPaul's Drag Race star Cheryl Hole. Alongside spooky expert Nikki Druce, they'll be traveling to some of the weirdest corners of the universe, stopping to learn about the craziest true crime cases in history, spooky paranormal activities, truly bonkers internet mythology, very convincing cults, and much, much more. It's going to be a wild ride. Killers, Colts and Queens is out now, with brand new episodes every Thursday. So search Killers, Colts and Queens wherever you're listening to this, and click follow so you never miss an episode. We've got your exclusive first listen of the debut episode. It's the bizarre story of the pizza bomber. Let's listen in.
1: It's a warm early afternoon in August 2003, in the sleepy city of Erie, Pennsylvania. During the lunchtime rush at around 1.30, the phone rings at Mamma Mia's Pizza on Peach Street. Tony Ditmo, the owner of the restaurant, takes an order for two large sausage and pepperoni pizzas, but he can't quite make out the address that the customer is giving for delivery. So he hands the phone over to his colleague, Brian Wells. Even though it's the end of his shift, 46-year-old Brian notes down the delivery address, grabs the pizzas and heads out. Just two hours later, a sinister scavenger hunt has resulted in Brian finding himself sitting in the middle of the street, surrounded by police, after just robbing a bank with a bomb cuffed around his neck, begging them to help him. The clock is ticking for him, but how did he get here? And was he an innocent man held captive, or was he hiding a secret? Let's find out.
0: Wow. 30 seconds in. Oh my Christ... So he went from a simple sausage pizza to blowing up a bank.
1: Well, not, him not blowing up a bank, but robbing a bank. Oh. And he now has a bomb secured around his neck, sitting outside the bank. Uh,
0: uh, I, I really <laughs> don't. I really don't have any words already because I'm just so confused. Do you know what? I'm right. Shall we? Shall we do this? I'm gonna. I'm gonna make an executive guess. I think he was behind it all along, and then when we get to the end of the podcast, we'll see if I'm correct.
1: Oh, Detective think, Cheryl is on the case.
0: Look, I've got my I've got my binoculars out. I'm looking from a safe distance because I don't want to get <laughs> I don't want to get involved. I don't want to get my hands dirty. But I think from my my executive decision from the jump is that good old Bry is a naughty boy. Might
1: have possibly had something to do with this.
0: Okay, right. Pizza. Sausage pizza. Bank. Bomb. Let's, 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 let's go. Let's dive in.
1: Brian Wells was born on November the 15th, 1956, in Warren, Pennsylvania. He was raised in the Erie area of the state, along with his six siblings. He didn't really get into much trouble as a kid, but academics were not really his strong suit, And he showed up for just 39 days of high school before dropping out at just 16 to become a mechanic. But his career plans didn't last long and he ended up working full time at Mamma Mia's Pizza in the city of Erie as a pizza delivery guy where he would work for decades. Brian was said to have been a shy and unassuming guy. He lived in a fairly normal apartment complex with his three cats. He lived frugally and didn't have a lavish lifestyle, choosing to sleep on a mattress on the floor, and was seemingly happy with his lot, according to his friends. His landlady and neighbour, Linda Payne, said that Brian was kind, and he apparently even took wheel trims off his car because they were too shiny. He's basically the complete antithesis of you and me. (laughs) Nothing shiny, whereas we're all about the shiny.
0: Look, if you could see me right now, I'm sitting recording this podcast in full drag. So I'm here in a head to toe Ryan's yeah, cat exactly, suit. Yeah, so, exactly. Uh, Look, I'm never, I'm never going to like, if you want the simple life in the words of Paris and Nicole, you, you do you, boo. Like, but I would like a bed frame. Yeah. Like, yeah, me
1: too. There's just little things in life that I, I don't think are too shiny, like having a bed frame. Yeah, yeah, it's fine. You could get a wooden one from IKEA, babe. Yeah, exactly. Billy bookcase. That's exactly. What out. Yeah, it'd be fine.
0: Okay, so he's a shy and retiring mechanic who went to school for 37 days,
1: 39 days, Oh. given those those two extras. Yeah. Okay, yeah. But gave up and went went to work at a pizza place.
0: Mama Mia's pizza does sound like a lovely establishment, yeah. and I can just envision like pictures of like mario and luigi on the wall because you, you just hear like Mamma mia yeah exactly <laughs> princess pete serving you pepperoni
1: <laughs> on sundays he would invite his widowed mum over for dinner and a movie but other than that he was happy to be alone telling his landlady that he would rather go homeless than move back in with his mum after he got into a car accident which wrecked his vehicle and he had nothing to deliver pizzas in anymore Brian was so unassuming and trustworthy in fact that his landlady, Linda, actually helped him buy a used car to get him back on his feet so he could start delivering pizzas again. And he eventually paid it back in full. He also only ever called in to work late because one of his beloved cats had died. Oh, don't! I know. Oh, my heart is melting already. Right. But basically, he was generally a model employee. The only thing maybe a little bit out of the ordinary about Brian was that he was fond of hiring sex workers. He kept in a dress book with the names and numbers of the local sex workers in the area and it was clear who his favourite was, a woman by the name of Jessica Hoopsick which is a very unfortunate name. Oh, God bless her. I hope she's got a good doctor. Mm, Yeah, I'm going to need it.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Oh, no. Look, Nikki, I love you with all my heart and soul, but when you tease me like this, it's like you're twisting my knickers. I can't take it.
1: Brian's last day alive started like any other. He went to buy breakfast at McDonald's and then picked up the daily newspaper before heading home and essentially passing the time until work began and it's then things take a turn. Remember that delivery he made at the end of his shift? Well, the address didn't turn out to be somebody's house. It was an old disused TV transmission tower at the bottom of a dirt track. (coughs) I know. When Brian arrived at the address, he claimed he was jumped by two men who forced something around his neck, fixing it like a giant handcuff. Once it had clicked into place, it seemed to set off a ticking timer and it was then he realised it was a bomb.
0: What in the saw is going on?
1: Brian was then given instructions for a scavenger hunt by the men and a list of four things to do. If he was successful in completing his tasks, he would find a code which would disarm the bomb, allowing him to unlock it. As part of his scavenger hunt, Brian is provided with a walking stick that is secretly a shotgun. And to be honest, it's very obvious that it's a shotgun. It really does look like one.
0: (laughs) Yeah, Nikki, I'm not going to lie to you. I don't think there's any disguising of a shotgun.
1: No, even as a walking stick. Because how are you going to hide that handle? Oh, yeah,
0: let me let me just hide the bullets. Let me <laughs> just hide the trigger. Yeah, yeah,
1: it's just yeah, a piece of wood. Yeah, yeah, it's just a piece of wood. It's not a problem. He was also given a T-shirt to wear that had the word GUESS in capital letters scrawled across the front in what looked like marker pen. And I've got to be honest, since I learnt about this case, every time I see someone wearing a Guess jeans t-shirt now, I think of this. And you will too. <laughs>
0: yeah, no, no, I'm never going to be able to look at Guess ever again.
1: So, the scavenger hunt. Police found eight handwritten pages of instructions and information. But let's first look at the rules. You must follow a course of instructions to find keys and combination codes to disarm the bomb. Do not insert keys into keyholes until instructed. Some keyholes are booby-trapped to prevent tampering. Drive 60 miles an hour throughout the course. Use only two or three minutes at each stop. A sentry will be watching at each stop to ensure you are not being followed. Bomb has tripwires. Forcing or tampering will detonate. All weapons, papers, containers, tapes, etc. must be returned to us. Each item you find after dropping money has a key and/or combination word. You will need to decipher the combination. This will disarm some tripwires before you unlock. This procedure is to make sure you leave no materials behind. Do you know what I've just thought about? What? What happened to the two sausage pizzas?
0: <laughs> <laughs> I'm not sure if it's because I'm hungry. <laughs> Or I'm too too traumatised by the intensive rules. But <laughs> with the two pizzas just left at the so tower. So if this
1: was you, you'd be like, all right, but first I'm having a slice of that. <laughs> look,
0: I've got to have my fuel. I've got to have my energy to go 60 miles an hour with my shotgun walking stick.
1: <laughs> or else this scavenger hunt is coming to an abrupt end mm. because I'm hangry.
0: <laughs> look, I look. I am a very hangry person. If, if I don't get some foodie woody in my system, it's game over. But, oh, my God, these rules are insane.
1: I know. Eight pages
0: of them. That's a, that's a lot to take on before going and risking your life.
1: Well, and think somebody's just clamped a bomb around your neck and then they hand you eight pages of instructions. I I would not be reading that. No. I panic on the tube. (laughs) So trying to read like a map, for example, I would not cope.
0: (laughs) I'd be like Gemma Collins. I'm
1: claustrophobic.
0: (laughs) But yeah, it's... it's I'm sick of
1: playing games. (laughs) I'm literally
0: gamed out from this scavenger hunt already. (laughs) Search for Killers, Cults and Queens on your favourite podcast app and make sure you follow so you never miss an episode.